Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sick Minds of Matt and Eric. It is me, Matt, again, here doing the opening for you. As always, I have my good friend, my best friend, Eric. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I uh, went to a comic book store today and picked up my uh, Candlekeep Mysteries D&D book. Wait, wait a second. So, wait, wait. There's, there's, a, there's a comic book store? The stores are open? What's going stores on here? Stores are open, yes. Yes. So I went over and uh, picked it up. It was, wasn't was released too long ago, but uh, I figured, you know, go over, buy the book, support the local comic book shop, uh, because Smart. let's face it, man, like the, the whole pandemic thing, I'm surprised it's still open, to be honest. Well, it's very, very understandable that you're doing that, and it's a good thing of you to do. Um, I haven't seen like a, something on Facebook that might be D&D re- related, but anime-wise... And I, every time I see it, I keep meaning to send it to you, and I keep uh, forgetting to do that. So next time I see it, I'll probably send it to you, get your opinion on it. But uh, but today we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking about my all time favorite anime, the anime that I think is El Goat, and that would be Yu Yu Hakusho. We do have one of our buddies that we play Among Us with that is gonna be on with us today. His name is Brian. He is with us right now. How you doing, Brian? I'm all right. I just got my COVID shot yesterday, so I'm feeling a little sore, but I'm alive. So, hey, that's all we can ask for. Now, we're, I'm going to ask you: How did you get into Yu Yu Hakusho? When did you just discover it? And when did you find out that it just happened to be the greatest anime of all time? It was one of the first I was ever exposed to. Growing up, I didn't really have cable until I was a teenager, and my grandma had it when I would go over there and watch the classic Toonami block of the early 2000s. Oh, good old Toonami. Inuyasha were the first two that I ever was exposed to. Now, I actually never watched Inuyasha, but with the new anime out with now with his kid and everything, like I, I, I feel like I need to do a service and actually watch Inuyasha and then watch the new series i won't do that with bleach because i've said it before on the show i absolutely fucking hate that show uh <laughs> I bleach but it just there's like you guys talk about with naruto there's so much filler oh there there's really so much is. filler. <laughs> i got not, bored and it's not just that like i like i tried watching it i tried giving it a watch um you know, I, I have like an anime watch rule. Like if I if I can't get into it within like 10, 15 episodes, I'm just going to drop it because then you should at least be getting into the first arc and a decent chunk of the first arc. So you should know what's going to be happening. And while I was watching it, I'm like, wow, this seems similar to Yu Yu Hakusho. A little too similar. Yeah, agents of the afterlife fighting evil spirits and demons and whatnot. And then... Yeah, exactly. And then you come to find out from a bunch of rumors that the the creator of Bleach was just like got in trouble with Shonen Jump because he pretty much <laughs> plagiarized Yu Yu Hakusho and had to be told to like redo it several times for him to finally be able to post it on Shonen Jump. So, oh, that, for real? I never knew about that. Yeah, that that's one of the biggest rumors that is out there. There's some people that deny it. There's some people that said that's not true, that never happened. And then there's also a bunch of other people like, no, I mean, it's still extremely similar, even if that's not the case. And like, granted, most animes do like copy things from other animes. Um, 
but not like so to the point that it's almost like a similar storyline. Yeah, so. it's a similar plot. Uh, but I will say that the difference is like Hyusuke is a better main character than Ichigo. But I Ichigo mean, all, grows all the on you. Are. Ichigo grows on you. I, I like Bleach, but I will say that it is kind of a copy. Yeah. No. Anyways, we'll stop talking about Bleach. Uh, <laughs> Eric, how about you tell the whole world, even though I've said it a hundred times on here, uh, how did you get into Yu Yu Hakusho? I'm kind of embarrassed about it. So I knew that it existed, but at the same time, this was like, oh man, I want to say like a bunch of kitty anime showed up and I just mm-hmm. thought with the name Yu Yu Hakusho, it's probably one of those. So I, I never actually watched it. And it wasn't until like... I don't know what three, maybe four years ago that you introduced me to it, and I watched. So long ago. Uh, yeah, but you introduced me to it, and I'm just like, well, I kind of feel like shit for not watching this when I first, you know, recognized it. But that is how I got into Yu Yu Hakusho. It was one of those things where I misjudged the anime because of the things that were happening around the anime. I mean, it's uh, honestly in your defense, like you said, there was also like a lot of other animes that were coming out at that time, like before that would be on before the show that like could be defined as like a kid's show. Like, for instance, I'm pretty sure Zoids was going at the same time as your Yu Haka show on Toonami at that time. So, like, I understand if it like if you saw it and you're like, meh. Like, I'm not well, going to be interested in it. That, and I was watching Inuyasha at the time. And even though I like Inuyasha, it was... I can pretty much tell you the whole story just by screaming two names. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically... Yeah, Kagome, Inuyasha, and that's it. That's the entire series. But, like, I don't know. The characters are kind of memorable in there, too. But it, it's such a... <laughs> long dragged out process i thought it was never gonna end and you should never have that feeling when you're watching an anime you should always be like damn it i'm so mad that it ended not what i I never thought it was going to end oh sorry no no go for it oh when i remember about inuyasha was they kept resetting like they would get to a certain point in the story and then be like okay that's all the episodes we have and they would go back to the first episode yeah i just got so sick of that early season because they would never progress beyond a certain point in the story that's just Toonami for you. They did oh, the same t- thing with Dragon Ball. Every time, yeah. they would get like an episode or two closer to actually Goku turning Super Saiyan and then start back over with Raditz. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> they did the same thing with Yu Yu Hakusho, though. It would be like, you'll be in the dark tournament, you'll get closer and closer, and then it was like, all right, we're going to go back to the beginning. Let's go. Back to Guy's house, everybody. <laughs> Alright, we're actually going to go back to uh, when Yusuke died. So we're going to go back to that, guys. We're going to go back. Come on, come on. we gotta, we got to do a whole rerun of that before you guys even get to Tagoro versus Yusuke. Come on. Oh, you, you know what? I'd rather them start it over and then run it through in order again than what they did like halfway through the Toonami run where they just picked a random episode and posted it up there. You're like, what the fuck? This is not a show that you could just randomize and be okay. You can't just pick an episode out of a hat and know what's going to happen, know what's going on. Right. This is uh, like this is something that you have to watch in, in chronological order. Yeah. 
It's not like Dragon Ball where you'd be like, oh, Goku's still charging up to become Super Saiyan. All right, this is like episode 25. Let's go. Listen, Out even Dragon Ball. episodes, it takes Namek to explode. Yeah, even Dragon Ball, though, was you have to kind of watch it in chronological order. Like, anime as a whole, you have to watch as a chrono- like in chronological order. It's not like a show like Futurama or Simpsons where it's all contained in one episode. I mean, there anime, might be <laughs> some sort of, like, ongoing thing, but you can get a wave of watching a random episode and be okay. You can't do that. You're like, if you were to watch Dragon Ball right now and not know the story, and then the first episode you saw was, uh, you know, Goku fighting Vegeta on Earth, right? Like he j- like the the Saiyan saga, and then the very next episode you see Vegeta fighting the androids. You'd be very <laughs> fucking confused. <laughs> very. Like, What's this for? What is going on? Why is he helping protect Earth? I've got so many questions. My first exposure to Dragon Ball Z was actually the Majin Buu saga. I jumped into it kind of late. Oh, no. That's a terrible <laughs> one to start off with. Which might be why that's my favorite, just out of nostalgia. Oh, there's so many cool things that happened during that saga, though. You got, like, you know, all the Buu transfer, uh, transformations. You got Mystic Gohan. You have Gotenks. You got Majin like, Vegeta. Yeah. You got Vegito. And then you got Super mm-hmm. Saiyan 3 Goku. There were so many really cool things that happened during that bomb. saga. I mean, yeah, you had the spirit bomb. bomb. The spirit bomb was on Earth. You, you had the massive <clears throat> spirit bomb at the end. Well, like, the spirit bomb move was always known. Well, I mean, it was always known, but you always knew it was like something like, oh, this is a big deal when Goku is charging up for the spirit bomb. Yeah, he can't just do it whenever he wants. It's a special occasion type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's a tournament of power, but we'll we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's that's, a, that's for us to talk about another time. As we can talk super, but I kind of know what happens. So. Oh, super is great. Yeah, I super is super. good. We talk shit about it because it some parts don't make sense, but it's it's all right. It's good. All right, but back yeah. to the main event. Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> like we were talking, we talked about every anime except Yu Yu Hakusho at the moment. <laughs> that is very true. So Yusuke. what? Yusuke. Yusuke is what I like about the whole fucking show because he's such a piece of shit and I love it. I mean, he is such, such an a asshole. Relatable, realistic character. Right. But <laughs> he is. He is. It, and the other thing is, is like, in my opinion, for a show that, like, first off, for a manga, what t- when did the manga come out? Because, like, I want to say, like, 91 or 92. It was the early 90s. I need to actually buy all the manga so I can actually read it actually never read a manga i own a couple but i've never read them all right it came manga release was april 10th 1991 for a manga like that to have like yusuke didn't care like about like if you were a female gender like your gender your sex like your sex or anything like that like if you're <laughs> an care. asshole he was gonna lay them hands down <laughs> he did not he, give he a was shit gonna kick your ass like, <laughs> he was gonna kick your ass he didn't care like if you're a piece of shit and you're trying to destroy the world or you're an asshole or you work for this evil villain he don't care what gender you are or whatever he's gonna he's gonna fucking kick your ass he also like, doesn't have the uh, anime protagonist pitfalls of, oh, no, they can still be reasoned with after they've already killed who, who knows how many people. Yeah. And it's it's one of the things that I absolutely love about this anime. It's just, like, it has so much, like, for some, 
thing that came out so long ago to honestly not care about like i'm trying to think of the term right now but like i honestly can't even think about it like what term i'm trying to think of but like he the barriers in that show there was no barriers there was just no barriers they did whatever they wanted but it wasn't offensive is what i'm trying to say without being overly you know crass or violent without like trying to make it so yeah the whole point of the show is brutal violence and pushing the envelope it just came naturally and it made sense and it flowed like it all made sense like you said and there was there's even a transgender character in the anime now the way that yusuke went about the way that he (laughs) figured it out figured it out Yes, that was definitely. It was a product of its time. It was was a product of its time. It was a product of its time. One, like you said, he was a teenager, and it was a product of its time. Is that an excuse? Yeah, it's an excuse. But it also came out in 1991. Unfortunately, there was stuff then that is going on now that is okay. Like, it was okay to do those type of things back then, unfortunately. So, you know, it's whatever. Well, it's not whatever, but besides it, it that is, one, it's it, it is what it is. We can't undo it. But the anime is still great. Besides all the like negative stuff in it, he didn't care what was under her skirt. He still beat her up. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the point. And the other thing is, it's like he didn't call the transgender a, like a he or anything. He was like she. That's the thing. Like he didn't care. Yusuke was so progressive. He was a progressive character. In, in this day, you don't really still see that type of stuff. And that's what I thought was really impressive about this show. Is that it, I think it was ahead of its time. I, I think it was ahead of its time. I think the manga was ahead of its time. And I thought it was fantastic. It, it like The storylines, you got like the first storyline when you get introduced to Karama and Hihei. And... Uh, the other guy's name that you can't, I can't really think of. That Kurabara, whatever. I didn't well, like him. When he first, I didn't like not, him when he showed Kurabara. up. I thought he was going to be like the main bad for season one or something. Yeah, they set him up as Yusuke's rival and like the the other like opposing bully of the school. Yeah. yeah. So I at first about I was, him and he's he's an okay guy. He's a pretty okay yeah, dude. He's a giant softy. He likes to appear tough, but he's got a heart of gold. And, he loves and it. it might be the first anime besides Dragon Ball that you're introduced to the wonderful voice actor Christopher Sabat. Mm-hmm. So, which, by the way, if you hear that voice, you're like, "That's Christopher Sabat," because oh, of how yeah, rough you, that voice is. <laughs> you'll know him when you hear him. He he's still learning. It was uh, the early '90s. Man, the like the transition of like his voices, like his voice act. Like his, the roles that he does is insane. It's in, insane to me. Yeah, like he, he's he's so good at what he does. Anyways, but uh, no, I'm talking about the guy that was with Kurama and Hie in the beginning when they got the demon sword, the uh, the mirror, and the spirit globe thing that the guy oh. ate the kid's souls. Baki, I think his name. Yeah, is, right? yeah, that like that's the first arc you like you get into it like you get everything going and you're like wow all right this is like besides the fact that yusuke died in the beginning and then became the spirit detective and you had to go through 
a couple of episodes of him trying to get his body back, which, by the way, was heartbreaking. Like, heart- right? that's such an emotional pull. Like, if that doesn't wrap you into the story and get you attached to these characters, nothing will. Like, it literally was so heartbreaking. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I, I got teary eyed. Like, someone was cutting onions in the room. Like, when Yusuke died, and then Kuwabara's like trying to barge into his funeral, like, being like, he's not dead. How could you yeah. leave me like this? Like, the emotions that they put into that show was so goddamn, and it's always with Kuwabara that you get this emotional with too, mm-hmm. because then there's the dark tournament where he. Oh my god, that took at, me so hard. <laughs> that you I like thought that that was. By the way, massive spoiler alert! If you haven't seen the show, we're going to talk about everything. So yeah, uh, like when Tagoro pretty much sticks his hand into his chest, acting like he killed him, mm-hmm. like. But then you find out everyone was in on it, and that was the only way they could get Yurameshi to get to the next level of power he needed to beat Taguro. Yep. Which is kind of an anime trope at this point, but back then that was still a fairly new thing. That's not like something every show did. I think that's important for people to know, is that just because it's an anime trope now doesn't mean it was a trope then. And just Mm -hmm. because one thing copies or not copies but like gets a reference from another anime doesn't mean it's a copy and it's not bad like you there's only so many different ways you can do a tournament right mm-hmm. but the story yeah. that's in that tournament is what sep- is what makes the the anime different exactly like the one-on-one fights and stuff they're almost secondary to the background stuff that's going on with uh sasuke i want to was that the guy, the black-haired guy that was trying to open the portal to Demon World? No. Um, God damn. <laughs> it would make sense that Sasuke would try to do that, but yeah, that's, it, a, it different, would make sense, that's, uh, that's a different anime. Right, but... <laughs> I like uh, it, Sasuke. You mean Sensui, uh, the one that the the other uh, spirit detective that was trying to open up the Demon Realm and everything back. Like after no, the the guy behind him, the guy who was funding the Taguro team, the long black hair. Oh, he was like a self-made billionaire. I know who you're talking about. The one that seemed to be interested in uh, what's his name, uh, Kuwabara's sister. Yeah. Yep. 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 Sakio. Yep. Yep. Sakio. That's it. Uh, he, like, even he, like, like all the side plots and everything in that, like, in that, in the dark tournament like word storyline and every character no matter how small was unique they had a purpose they contributed to the story like yukina major 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 very small side character but had a huge important for developing kuwabara's character and his personality yep she was huge she was huge like wicked important for kuwabara and also hiei because you saw hiei have an somewhat of emotional side yeah, he's because not just it. this loner nihilist who doesn't care about anything. He's just extremely reserved. Which is what I really liked about Hiei, honestly. Is that why you love Sasuke? I don't like Sasuke. No, I'm just giving you a time. <laughs> you already know who my favorite is. It's, it's uh, oh shit, fucking Shikamaru. Oh. Shikamaru. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> I was going to say Gara, but I was like, no, it's Shikamaru. Gara is number two. Now we we brought it up, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho and Dragon Ball Z. Do we want to say that they were the starters of the tournaments? 
like trope and everything. They're because like two of the big name like fighting animes, if you want to call them that. Because like they're the first two animes that I ever saw. Like there was a like a tournament. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Dragon Ball probably started it all because Dragon Ball came before like everything because yeah. it's early '80s, and they started off with a tournament, and, and then, then it went away because there was really yeah. no tournament in Z until the Boo Saga, really. So it Zelda went from saga. like that wasn't really a fucking tournament. Called <laughs> <laughs> <Zelda> tournament. <laughs> that wasn't a fucking tournament. <laughs> It's mainly go on, get your ass to Super Saiyan 2, you little bitch. Well, that tournament introduced everybody's favorite Dragon Ball character, Hercule. You can get the fuck out of here with that. (laughs) (laughs) I can respect Hercule. (laughs) um, The thing is, is that what I think when it came to Yu Yu Hakusho with tournaments, because they did do two tournaments, they were all important tournaments that had major character development even the demon tournament for how like pretty much being the last arc of the manga for the most part and anime had major character development Mm -hmm. and that's the thing it's like a lot of tournaments are just thrown in there just to be thrown in there because it's cool fighting action scenes because yeah that and it's a shonen anime we gotta throw in a fucking tournament hey what do we haven't done with the shonen uh, manga yet? Oh, tournament? Fucking do it. They'll throw in a random ass tournament just to have it in there because they think that's what the fans want. Which, in my opinion, that's not what we want. We just want fantastic a good and good action. Good story, good action, fantastic animation. That's why I think me and Eric love Demon Slayer. Fantastic story, fantastic animation, and great fighting. Now, yeah, and it's fast paced. It's it's not a yeah. slow. Uh, it was a slow burn in the beginning. I will say that, but oh, yeah. once it got past, or sorry, once he went and sliced that rock, from the moment he sliced the fucking rock, mm-hmm. it was nonstop, nonstop it, it, story. It never loses your attention. You never get bored watching it. Yep. And the, the thing, like I said, with back to Yu Show because we we brought in so many other animes, we we really should be talking about Yu Show. Like, you start with the Dark Tournament. You have all these side characters getting character development. You have the main characters getting character development. It's like you're getting thrown in with, like, all these other side characters that you're like, oh, man, they must be wicked important that you're getting all this (laughs) development just to find out that they die at the end of the episode. Because, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, it's just mind-boggling to me how much work that they put into this manga slash anime with even just like the smallest of side characters nobody was just thrown in there for no reason everybody had a purpose everybody had a story to tell exactly and it's that right there in my opinion is one of the reasons why I think this is the greatest anime even the demon security guard that Kuwabara's sister kicked in the nuts yep Yep. (laughs) even the announcers both announcers for both tournaments Get character development. Um, what's his name? Why oh, can't I think of his name right now? The ogre uh, guy. The, yes, the ogre guy. 
that who shouldn't even had a massive part in the story ends up having massive parts in the tournament because and then of you how- learn he's the narrator for the entire series. He's the narrator. <laughs> he's hysterical. Loud noises scare George. <laughs> it's just like it's just like all the development that they put into the show, the characters. It's just amazing, and I don't know how much like I can recommend this anime to anyone, but like it's just it's it's like literally I'll be on like anime groups on Facebook, be like, hey, look at like what's the first anime you got into? What anime should I get into? All this and that, and then I'm just like Yu Yu Hakusho. Like if you want to start with an anime, or if you want to get someone into anime, I I think Yu Yu Hakusho is the perfect starter anime. Because you're hitting them with the best and making them understand, like, hey, this story is going to hit you in the feels. Like, if you don't get emotions, even from the first few episodes of this damn story, you're not a human being, okay? Listen, <laughs> if if you can make it to the part where Kuraba is, like, literally beating on Husuke's chest on the fucking funeral... Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and you're not getting teary-eyed, you need to turn off and call a therapist when he's about to sacrifice there's... his, you know, spirit egg to save, uh, uh, oh god, what's the girlfriend's name? I can't remember now. Um, there's Botan and Keiko. Uh, Keiko. Knowing he's gonna lose his second chance at life, and he doesn't care, he will do whatever he can to protect her. Like, oh my god. That got me, that got me teared up. And then, let's talk about, you're, you're doing great, like, you're getting into it, and you're like, oh, god damn it, a tournament arc, and you're watching the dark tournament, well, this shit's pretty good, and then Yusuke's trying to get the spirit wave, and then you just see Pooh coming over there, little baby Pooh, all blue, looking adorable, coming in with water with his fucking ears, oh trying to give water to Yusuke. Like, it's if like you're not crying at that scene, too, to put... To push Yusuke beyond his, not to, not to take uh, All Might's word here or anything, to put, or not, go beyond. Um, go, pretty much go, go beyond. Plus ultra. Plus ultra. <laughs> when you see like, the about to fall and crush him, and he's like, oh, fuck this. I don't care if I die. I'm saving this little guy. Actually, it's kind of funny. The other line I was going to use is another character that Christopher Sabat voices, and that's in Black Clover, Yami, to go beyond, like, pretty much beyond his limits. Because that's another thing that <laughs> Black Clover is about going past your limits, and like that's pretty much like what Yusuke had to do to had to go beyond Pulse Ultra to get the Spirit Wave fully contained into his body and to save Pooh. It's literally <sighs> it's one of those scenes where <laughs> like if you're watching like if we, like you see those memes that like. Like, it has the two girls there. Like, I, I bet you he doesn't have any emotions. He doesn't cry or anything. And then it's just, like, below. It shows the scene of the guy with the beard crying. And it's that scene. It's Pooh trying to go give water to Yusuke. Mm-hmm. Like, if you if you got past somehow, got past Kuwabara. this monster if you don't get emotional at that point. It, it, I love this show. <laughs> Another thing I love about it, too, is it doesn't it's obviously not the first anime to like show violence and everything like Dragon Ball Z, the big one, Goku dies at the end of the first arc spoiler. But this one really gets down into the nitty gritty details of it. Like the Genkai tournament, when Rando is fighting Kuwabara, he shrinks him down and starts breaking his bones one by one. That was yep. so brutal at the time. Very few, if anything else went to that level. And it didn't See, do it just for the sake of, we got to have gratuitous violence. 
I feel like the deaths in Yu Yu Hakusho are are more significant than the deaths in Dragon Ball. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I there was only one death in Dragon Ball that that got me teary eyed. But like there were so many things in Yu Hakusho that got me teary eyed. The one death that got me teary eyed in Dragon Ball was Krillin, and that's because I had enough time to watch Dragon Ball Z from the Saiyan Saga to Namek Saga over and over again that I was like, you know what? Let me watch Dragon Ball. So I watched Dragon Ball all the way through. So I understand the rules of the wishes and watching Krillin die for the second time means he cannot be brought back. Because this is before they laid down the rules of the Namek. So, So when he died... And Goku went Super Saiyan? Oh my god. That was insane. Because you knew what was going through Goku's head. He had just lost his friend and he's never getting him back. Yep. It, it, the other thing, like I said, with the Dark Tournament, with uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, when it came to like all the character development, for instance, there's the Dr. Ichigaki team that literally did all the stuff that they did just like to save the, their master they just to save their, their soul and their body to this evil goblin doctor and they got saved and this is when you come to realize how badass of a character genkai was oh my god like <laughs> genkai pretty much took them all on with yusuke and kuwabara what well, was kuwabara right in that fight and Genkai's like, ah, fuck it. Let me just do the spirit wave and save all their lives. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, when you, when you see that, you're like, so you, you didn't really need them for the first half of the show, did you? Like, like you could have just done this by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. And then like, when you learn more about her, it's like she won an earlier tournament when she was younger. Like, she's not just some doddering old lady. She's one of the strongest characters in the show at that point. Agreed. And at this point, yeah, like you discover, she's God, get guy like and literally she's just a cranky old lady that wants to be left alone at the end of the day. Literally, Genkai and Yusuke are probably my spirit animals when it comes to animes because they're both assholes, but mm-hmm. they're caring assholes. Exactly. <laughs> and then Genkai will put you through hell and she'll kick your ass, but she's doing it so you can get stronger. Agreed. Now, after the dark tournament, you get the uh, a very short little break, and that's when Genkai trains people that are pretty much how would just you... normal humans, but they have yeah. psychic abilities to try to train Yusuke to like your fists and strength is not all that matters. They're, you're gonna find opponents out there where your physical abilities aren't gonna matter as much. It wasn't just Yusuke though; it was all of Team Yurameshi that yeah. pretty much had to learn their lesson into like yeah these guys aren't b class demons they're not s class demons a class demons but they're humans and there's also going to be some shady humans out there that you need to use your mind and your brain to see past that to get past what situations you're in and although it was leading up to one of the another main villain in the story it was very well done and once again side characters that weren't important that had development and not only that you saw one of them die <coughs> spoiler alert sorry I'm trying to know <laughs> who you're talking about 
Um, it was one of the psychic mages, I think, died. It was when... Um, oh, the mind-reading guy. Yeah. I think he got hit with the... Uh, from Sniper's Pebble or whatever. Yep. Which is insane. Kid that barely has any spirit. Track fence we whereabouts. Yep. Barely had any spirit energy, but hey, I'm going to shoot this little pebble at you and kill you. Like, it just goes to show you, it's not all about how strong you are, because if you don't see what's going to happen, you're going to fuck die. <laughs> so We talked about just how OP Doctor was, though. Oh, yeah. Extremely. He was easily the strongest and the coolest of those psychic human characters they introduced. And then you got the, the S-Class spirit detective Sensui, 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 oh my god. Yep, Shinobu Sensui. A Wait, lot of Sensui. people in the fandom didn't really like the Sensui arc so much because they tried to say, oh, he's so his motives at the end of the day were so similar to Taguro. I kind of get that a bit. Mm-hmm. But he's such a cool and interesting character. Oh, yeah. Like, each new arc that shows up, you know, you learn more and more about the greater world and the workings that's going on. Finding out, like, oh, Yusuke wasn't the first spirit detective. There was another. And he went insane. He had multiple He developed seven different personalities, one of which was a woman. (laughs) Yep. He he was such an interesting character. And then you also meet another spirit detective during that, too. Yep, Kuroko, the, the original one before him. Yeah, who sadly you don't get to learn a whole lot about. That's probably the only character like I wish we got to learn more about. Because I think it's it's cool that it's still a mystery, though. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Having everything explained to you can kind of take the 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 intrigue away from it sometimes. And not only that, her kids were badass. (laughs) Yup. Go to her house and you see like skulls and bones of demons and stuff. Like her kids were fucking around with people. And then they met Yusuke, and Yusuke's like, get the fuck out of here, you little kids. Get out of here. You're not clean. You're a messy. (laughs) At this point, though, Yusuke was... I think Yusuke was turned into a demon at that point, wasn't he? Yep, this is after his uh, demon heart had awoken, basically. And he was... Yeah. And he was trying to figure out, what the fuck am I? What do I do now? God, that was so overpowered. Like... Not only just his demon form, he could use demon energy and he could use spirit energy. Like, talk about an overpowered character. And even at that point, even at his absolute peak at the end when he was fighting Yomi, he was still only barely able to take him down. And not only just that, like, yes, Yusuke is technically an S-class demon, which is the highest tier of demons, but we still don't know how strong his actual father was. Yep, we never saw Ryzen at his the peak of his power and uh, Koenma said like the true S-class demons, they could destroy continents if they wanted to. And like, Ryzen like the other demon, like the other three demon like the other two demon kings didn't even go after him because they knew they had no chance. They only stood a chance once he started his hunger strike and his power started to deteriorate. <coughs> like, even with him at his hunger strike and everything, like, they still wouldn't fight each other because that's how they OP no Ryzen was. His stomach would growl and shake the whole fucking demon world. Yup. Like, set your clock what? By it. That's why, like, when 
like when you see like people do versus battles, they'll be like, "Oh, Ryzen versus." I think the character in either One Piece or Bleach, his name was Yami or something, and they'll be like, "Oh, it's Yami all day because you know all he he has all these other powers. No one messed with him. He was like the strongest character. He couldn't even control his power." But then it's like people will be like, "Well, Ryzen, we don't even know his full strength." Like the dude literally made the whole demon world shake because his stomach growled. Yeah, he like he literally had it conquered for hundreds of years. Like he killed an S class. Technically, Sensei was an S class demon, although he wasn't like a demon. Yeah, his power like, level was S class, even though he wasn't a demon. And he got smacked by a p- possessed fucking Yusuke. Yeah, like it wasn't even mode on him. Like it's just. Ryzen was such a cool character, and honestly, if Yoshihiro Togiyashi, the the creator of Yu Yu Hakusho, ever goes back to at least writing like writing a novel at least for Yu Yu Hakusho, I would love to know more about the Three Kings. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about the history of them. So, would you I'll, guys be down for a prequel? I'd be down for a prequel, or even like another arc in Yu Yu Hakusho. To be honest with you. I feel well. I feel like, yeah, another arc would be great, but at the same time, since there is so much, so much of a backstory, having a prequel with like the previous um, detectives, I feel like that'd be pretty cool too. Yeah, getting oh, yeah, to see Hiroko when she starts out and the sort of stuff that she has to deal with. Yeah, because getting a prequel with Sensei, eh, that would be kind of. We know where he's going to end up, so yeah. But it it would definitely. Well, apparently in the manga, the manga continues after the demon. Uh, not the a demon, little bit. I've read a yeah, bit about that. You actually get to meet Yusuke's father for a hot second in the manga. What? Wait, so you, what? You, wait what? a second. You're telling me his father isn't Ryzen? Nope. His he, biological human father shows up for like one page at the end of the manga. He goes to talk to Yusuke's mom. He seems to know about like spirit world and demon world and all the stuff that Yusuke has been through, but we literally know know nothing about him. Oh, that doesn't man. make sense though, because doesn't well, what if Ryzen... he was possessed? What if he was possessed oh. by Ryzen? That wouldn't make sense then. But it was like Ryzen would like even talked about his mother and stuff. <laughs> like he had like ancestor, the woman no. in the sixteen in feudal Japan that you know poison that saved him from the poison. Yeah, but they talked about, like, his actual mother, too. Like, I thought Ryzen talked about his actual mother, too. He doesn't talk about his human mother at all. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to have to rewatch it. All right. Schedule the rewatch coming soon. I'm going to have to rewatch it. Uh (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's why his mom's such a a raging alcoholic, because she was raped by a demon. That'll fuck anybody up. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. true. (laughs) Then you even think about that. Fucking three years later, and now it just dawned on me that's probably exactly why. <laughs> yeah. But no, Ryzen's his biological ancestor from hundreds of years ago, so not his literal biological father. You also see Kuwabara's father, and he is like an over-the-top version of Kuwabara. He's ridiculous. He's <laughs> like, uh, like Mike Guy versus Lee. <laughs> it's just the exact... <laughs> copy just the adult version take all of his personality traits and dial them up to 11 <laughs> <laughs> but um pretty much so the interesting th- thing with Yu Yu Hakusho is that if you watch 
Hunter x Hunter, there's so many, like, there's talks about it being kind of like the actual Spiritual same world. Successor. Like, not just the successor, success, blah, 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 <clears throat> but it's also talked about it being the same world and everything. And then there's some theories out there that Gone is actually. I mean, it's uh, the same costume. <laughs> True. They both it's have the same jumpsuit. fucking costume. Yeah. <laughs> Coincidence? Probably. I mean, it's green. It's, it's like it's not like an uncommon color. <laughs> well, it, it's one of the theories that uh, Gon's the main character, right? Yep, going, going. Uh, there's talks of him actually being like Yusuke's actual child, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Well, so it's supposed father, to be a continuation. He, like, he's a part of the show, even though you hardly ever see him. So yeah, like it's that, that would be kind of a cool theory, though. Like Nen is an evolved and more precise version of spirit energy. Yeah. Hmm. So it, it is an interesting concept, and I was thinking about it, and I'm like, wow. However, Yu Yu Hakusho is said to take place in our world because they reference Japan and actual cities there, where the world in Hunter as Hunter is completely made up so yeah i also need to finish the anime i stopped watching hunter x hunter after the uh the chimera ant arc just because i knew it was ending yeah man do i really want to finish this knowing there's not going to be any more maybe ever well there's Plus been the, the ending with Meroem was tragic as hell <laughs> yeah i need to not get any spoilers from you from there <laughs> i i haven't seen it at all so i haven't even started it it's very very good i really recommend it okay i'll have to By watch the same creator as you hawk show oh then i'll definitely watch it yeah i'm oh, finishing yeah. up fire force right now which is fantastic i got like three episodes left in season two my ex got into that, and I watched it kind of on the side while I was doing other stuff, and it seemed interesting. I need to, I need to, I need to start Fire Force. You'll like it. Season one is literally just all um, character development, and then season two is like when the actual story starts. I mean, yeah. halfway through season one, the story starts. Yeah, you were you were telling me that it's completely unexpecting and not what you expected it to be so it's something i need to watch um now back to the creator of yu Hakusho, which is um which is togiashi he is actually married to yep the, the lady sailor moon yep and there's been rumors out there that Across she's trying <laughs> well no that she's trying to learn his art style to continue hunter x hunter yeah, because he's dealing with some some pretty severe medical stuff, isn't he? Yeah, he has a very severe back issue. That's unfortunate. Well, it's not like cancer or something terminal, but still. Yeah, he is. He is a very severe back I- issue, and I think some other medical issues. Which which is awful. It, it sucks, and it seems like all manga artists or light novel writers end up with back issues, and it's just I- like. I was getting so ready to say that over a tiny desk. <laughs> it, it's it's scary to think like it's like you said it's probably the desk and it's just like I the, the, you know what we we should go into this we should find out a way to make it easier on manga artists and everything we should discover a chair or an easel or something that helps them not hurt their backs. 
That's what we should discover. Physical therapists for manga artists. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we're, we're starting. <laughs> Just you, you. What you do is every episode at the end of every episode that you make, you go to a chiropractor and then just relax and enjoy a massage, and just have him throw you over a trash can and you're good to go. Yeah, go. uh, they'll give you a nice little elbow drop to the lower back, give it a little rubby rub rub, and then yep, good old fashioned happy go. ending. <laughs> <laughs> And you're good to go, you know. So it, it just sucks because Hunter X Hunter is another anime. Oh, it takes so long to get into. Like I almost give up on that anime. I'm not gonna lie. It took it, so long to get into. It was harder for me to get interested in it than Yu Hawk Show because it starts off just so goofy and it doesn't develop the characters very well at the start. It takes a while before you really start to learn more about them and start to care about them. Which is surprising, considering Togashi, what he did with Yu Yu Hakusho. But that's the thing with animes now. Animes, they don't... You have to not skip, because they're still important stuff, but you're not really getting anything for, like, the first ten episodes. For the first ten episodes, it's just lightheartedness before it gets serious, or before it develops its own plot. Yeah. But back in my day, sounding like an old mad now, they hit you with the feels right away. You want the major character, major character to die right in the first episode? You got it. Let's go. <laughs> you want to see who is not even his best friend crying like a little baby over his <laughs> over his casket? We got you. Let's go. <laughs> Showing more emotion than his literal mother. Oh, dude, God, I, dude, like, like, oh my God, his his mom's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, right? She, she is. But, but you also kind of understand by the end of that why. Yeah. Not not only that though, she does. She goes on an even bigger drinking spree because Yusuke's supposedly dead. Yeah, like she, she has a inconsolable. Like, like she has a feeling that he's still alive and stuff because she like, can she, feel something about him is still around. Like she can and, feel his presence when he's a ghost watching over her. And he feel she feels the warmth in his body. So she's just like, she had a feeling, but like she's like when he died, she's just she lost everything she had to live for. She had nothing left. Like she just looked dead inside. Mm-hmm. Like when she was just sitting there and everyone was coming in, she like it, she, she was just basically like, catatonic as everybody's trying yeah. to call her. It it was insane, and you just. The amount of emotions you get from this show, just from, like I said, just some, some small side character. His mom is a small side character. She's a drunk and alcoholic. Uh, she goes to bars and just drinks with a bunch of random people, wasting all her money away. Mm-hmm. But well, then... Yusuke basically has to raise himself. Yusuke has to raise himself, and then he dies, and then you just see this woman just, like... Just collapse collapse into it realize how would you not in that scenario realize she fucked up now lost her one and only child what are you supposed to do (laughs) like it's a it's it's literally the greatest anime you guys gotta watch it i don't give a shit um it does such a good job at getting you emotionally attached like the stakes feel real every time that there's some threat that they need to solve it doesn't just like, oh, the world is going to end. No, major characters that you really care about and everybody cares about are in extreme danger if you don't do something. 
and they literally might die. Like yep, you like have to Maze Castle when the the leader of the demons that take over the castle is basically sending zombies out in the real world and you see on TV Keiko like being chased and about to be killed. Yep, and not even that Botan too. Like yep. so I think it's I think it's uh Suzuki, Suzuka Suzuka. Suzuki. There's a Suzuki and a Suzuka. There's a lot of similar names in this show. I will say the, the clown guy. <laughs> the names in Yu Yu Hakusho, holy shit. They were not meant for the Western audience. Yep. Maybe that's why I got so good at pronouncing stuff because they threw all these, you know, S class level names at me when I was so young. Yeah. Listen, I would be honest. Even like <laughs> even the names you show are tough to say demon slayer has even tougher names to say okay Yo, that's yeah that's true i don't care but suzuku um like you thought like he was gonna kill keiko but you thought botan was going to die like it, he was a dick and he wasn't even like the highest class demon he was that, just, he was like a C class, like not even. When you learn more about the world and what, like this guy's a small fry compared to some of the other stuff that's out there. Compared to some of the stuff that was out there, you just find out how weak this character was. And, and even at the time, he was still a threat. Yeah. Which brings that's me to one thing that was kind of, like if you want to go into it being a plot hole, you can, is just that the demon tournament, not the demon tournament, the dark tournament arc the highest class demon in demon world that went to to the dark tournament was a B class. Cause that's what Tagoro was. He was a B class demon. Yep. Which is weird because then you get finally get interested in A A class and S class. So it's like why didn't any of he's them EA training and he's like, Oh, he just cut down, you know, three hundred A class demons in the last fifteen minutes. Like that's- why Yeah, like why why didn't any of them participate in the dark tournament? You know, because the Kakai barrier. Oh yeah, that's true. I thought it was in Demon World though, the tournament. It was in like in between the two worlds. It was okay. basically an energy net that stopped anything over a certain point from being able to get through. And that, that was the danger of what the whole the Demon World was. He was ripping down the Kakai barrier, so that all these you know crazy world-ending threats could just wander on over, and then <laughs> only the weak stuff could get through. And then you get Kuwabara getting his spirit sword to have the My name is Kuwabara, and I have a sword. <laughs> sword get longer. <laughs> and that's what she said. <laughs> it, it, it's just... Honestly, everyone will say that the Dark Tournament is probably their favorite arc. And honestly, it's probably mine. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to wanted to see was what was on the chapter black videotape that's what i see little snippets of it you see like silhouettes of demons getting like ripped to shreds and all these horrible torture machines while these rich humans are like (laughs) drinking champagne and stuff i just like to see what was on it you know maybe well it's supposedly what drove sensui insane so that is true which is another thing like Sensei doesn't show up until like 80 episodes later and the chapter black video was still playing a major part in the storyline. Mm-hmm. 
and like when you start to learn more about Sensui and his motives and the whole like no humans are awful in a lot of cases humans are worse than demons it's like I get you I, I totally get you on that I, I understand that more as an adult than I did as a kid oh yeah <laughs> Like, no, obviously, he's the bad guy. Now, as an adult, you realize eh, people are pieces of shit a lot of the time. In all honesty, like, like people, demon, what's the difference? <laughs> like in all honesty, like it kind of makes me happy that like I like you waited so long to actually watch the anime because you got to see and understand more than you might have not have understood when you were younger. Yeah, the more you watch it and the older you get, the more nu- nuance you're able to pick up on. Uh, yeah, but you have to remember, it was also my first time. So how much did I uh, did I actually retain? Like, I can't keep up with you guys in this conversation. I remember the key points, but like now I have to like catch up to your seven or eight times watching this anime series, and I only watched it once. I mean, it doesn't help that we're also playing League of Legends sometimes during it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel totally lost when you guys talk about Naruto because I've never seen a single episode. So, uh, yeah. So, like, part of the thing, like, he introduced me to the show as we we're playing League of Legends. So, there's been times where I would just hear Mecco, "What the fuck was that?" As I die, as I'm turret diving, <laughs> and I'm just like, "I'm sorry, but Hisuke just, uh, he just." He did a thing, and I had to watch, and I wasn't paying attention, and I died. Like, it happened so much. It's definitely something you should pay, put your full attention to and not watch in the as, in the background. And when he said that, I'm like, ah, that's understandable. It's yeah, okay yeah. that he died. You're like, ah, I'm still mad about it, but I understand. I understand. Yusuke did this crazy thing. It just finally did the spirit wave. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that mad anymore. Oh, this man. is a terrible segue into this, but one another thing that I love so much about the show is it's not just the powers that people display aren't just like magical energy attacks like you see in so other so many other shows. They actually have in some cases legitimate science behind them. I mean, obviously later on when you get like yeah, it's just a gigantic energy blast that can take out you know a huge chunk of land. But like in the beginning in the Genkai tournament, you see uh, Rando when he's still in human form using all these attacks, and he explains how they work. Yeah, this one creates a vacuum of air around the body that sucks air through every opening and cut that you've ever experienced. So the more battle hardened you are, the more it's going to hurt. I'd love stuff like that. Yeah, that was so out of the four. Who would you say like the four being he a Korabara in Kurama and Kurama Kurama, whatever. Who would you say is your favorite? I have to... Oh, man. It's it's like trying to pick my favorite arc. I love them all so much. I like all the main characters so much. I like them all for different reasons. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Yusuke. Honestly, I, I'll, I'll probably say my favorite character is also Yusuke, with also a splash of Botan, because I love Botan. Oh, Botan. I forgot about Botan. The goofiest Grim Reaper. Goofiest. <laughs> hottest uh, Grim Reaper ever you know and she was <laughs> she was hysterical yeah she was the main comic relief of that show a lot of the time <laughs> like when when yusuke and keiko got in an argument at, and she's at, like at the dark it like a news broadcast <laughs> it, I love like it's, it's the small things and now we, we know he hey 
is your favorite character. Um, but all of them had and so relatable. Like he, a yeah, he is just this kind kind of nihilistic loner douchebag. But you learn why when you learn about his history. He's also the same age as Yusuke. He's not this ancient demon that's hundreds of years old. He's very immature and he knows very little about the world on it. Yep. It, they all have major character development that it's impressive. Like you have Kurama, who's human, but also part demon and yeah, happens to be a reincarnated demon inside a human child. Who happens to be one of the top like at first he was like the top like A class demon and then Kurama turned into an S class demon because of Yoko. And you get a, a quick glimpse of it in the dark tournament of Yoko yeah, Kurama. That, because... that box that's supposed to regress you in age. Well, it worked too well and it put him back to his previous life where he was one of the most feared demons in all of Demon World. And when Yoko comes out, he's shitting his pants like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yep. <laughs> and when Yoko uh, comes out, everyone was just like, even in the, <laughs> even everyone in the stands, even Tagoro and everything was like, Oh, oh shit! Yep. <laughs> and Alistair immediately falls in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> I like how everybody has flaws. Like all the main yep. characters have flaws. Oh yeah, that's what makes a good character. Nobody—they're all three-dimensional. Yeah. Kuabara is his brain. That's his biggest weak point. Um, <laughs> And I think his heart is his biggest weak not. point too. His his yeah. his upside is also his downside. <laughs> also, can we real talk? Who names their cat Akichi? Akichi, Akichi, Akichi. Like I feel like the first time I heard that, I was just like, "God bless you." What happened? Did he sneeze? <laughs> like, <laughs> I knew how to spell that. I want to look it up and see what that actually means. I'm just like, who names their goddamn cat this? I don't think <laughs> there's an actual spelling. You just smash your head on a keyboard. That's how you spell it. <laughs> like, where'd you come up with this shit, man? First Google result is a character from Shin Megami Tensei. So, oh, I love Shin Megami Tensei. That will be a, a game that we'll have to talk about at some point. Well, um, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Remastered is coming to the Switch soon, so I know. I'll be able You know to- what? Now that I think about it, Shin Megami Tensei would be a perfect... Or, like, that that type of feel would be perfect for uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, like an MMO-type game. Because if I, you think I, about I've it, it's just demons. A, yep. Yeah. I've always wanted a, a good, like, Yu Yu Hakusho. Not because I know there's been fighting games, but I want a Yu Yu Hakusho RPG, kind of like the DBZ Kakarot game. Yeah. See, that's the problem with anime games in general is that they're all basically fighting games. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting, but you know, like, some characters going up against other characters, it's not going to work. Right. Like, Elder Taguro up against Makuro, no way. That's not a match. She would slice him in half in two seconds. Mm hmm. Well, uh, Makuro was one of my favorite villains, not just in this anime, but in any anime. Agreed. Uh, well, we are nah. approaching that hour mark, so I feel like we yeah. should wrap. But this was well, this is something that we could definitely keep going on for like a really long time. I could keep talking ad nauseum about this. <laughs> well, it's not just that. Like, there's so much. The thing is, is that we could put like one of the episodes we could do is just like pretty much a bulletin of like 
what animes currently potentially took from Yu Yu Hakusho and just like draw a line. And then we would just end up like uh, Charlie Day in fucking <laughs> um, the meme. It's always sunny. It's just like lines all over the place. Like, you know, it's so and so on. You know, it, because it's, it's like, true. Really- it's true. There's so much that developed off of Yu Yu Hakusho. Just it like there's so much that developed. Uh, off of like Dragon Ball the early animes everything will link back to them and it's not like that's a bad thing plagiarism is such a wishy-washy thing that people look down upon but literally everything borrows from something else right yep there's a difference between stealing from something and paying tribute to it and I feel like most of the time that's what you see in all honesty that has to I think that will be one of our episodes probably not the next episode because uh, honestly, Eric and I haven't done an episode by ourselves in a while, so that's probably what's going to be next week. But probably in the coming future, I think we should have Brian back on, and just we all just have like points of what animes t- took from Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Yu Yu Hakusho, and just be like, this is what came from this anime, what come from, came from this anime that you could just drag back to the older animes. I think that would be something cool to do. That what do you guys say? Yeah, I agree. All right. I well, um, I think we should probably end it there. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks for supporting us and, uh, you know, just showing us love. Uh, please, if there's anything that you guys want to see, let us know uh, in the comments. I, I do jump on to uh, my, uh, I, I don't know what you call that, my analytics department, you know, show me all that stuff. And I haven't gotten any comments, but, you know, you can also reach us on Facebook <laughs> at the Nerd Table. Uh, and... We'll answer anything there, too. Uh, Brian, thank you for coming on, sir. This is a lot of fun. We'll thank definitely have to get me. you back on. Uh, do you guys have any like ending segments? Um, really, if you haven't seen the show, please watch it. You won't regret it. Pretty much spoil everything already for you. <laughs> pretty <laughs> much what Brian said. Um, if you're looking to get like a friend or a girlfriend or a boyfriend into anime, I highly suggest you you hack a show. That's another thing. It's a perfect girlfriend show because it hits you with like the emotional stuff right off the bat. It's not just mindless fighting. And you potentially relate to it. I think that's one of the things you should do. Uh, and real quick, if you haven't played Outriders, I fucking suggest it. It's fantastic. It's difficult. I hate my life every single day when I play it because I constantly die. And that's my ending take. <laughs> I've been playing it exclusively in co-op, so... Uh, I have been playing it solo and in co-op, and I can honestly say it's a lot easier solo on higher world tiers. But once you get like a, I, I don't know, it's hard to explain. There's a little balancing act there, right? Like world tier eight by yourself, eh? It's okay. You can make it through. World two uh, tier eight with a co-op, you're not making it through. But then again, if you go down to World Tier 7, it's too easy. So there, there's like an unbalanced thing there. We just haven't figured it out yet. Certain percentage harder with an additional player, but maybe that skewed a little bit too high. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, this was fun, and we'll catch you next week. Bye, everybody. Have a good one. Later. <laughs>